with us. Amen. 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 Uh, go ahead and take your Bibles. Uh, go to the book of Romans, the book of Romans, chapter number eight. Romans chapter number eight. Um, and you're not going to see the scripture on your on the screen this morning. Um, I was going to preach something else until praise and worship began. And um, yeah, so thank you, Regie, for making all those slides for me this week for this message. <laughs> but we're going to talk about something else this morning, and I'm just going to be led by the Spirit and come back next week. We'll continue our current series that we're in. While you're flipping over to Romans chapter number eight, uh, we're in the midst of our series, All In. That is our word for this year, All In. And that's from Deuteronomy chapter number six, verse five, where it says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all of your strength. And it's really a theme of commitment for us this year, a theme of going all in on our walk with God, all in on our commitment to the ministry, all in on our commitment to walk with Christ, all in on everything that God has called you to do. We are going all in. Amen. 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 And we're in the midst of that series now. And so we'll continue that next week. But I want to share something else with you this morning as I just felt like impressed on my heart as we were closing out worship in Romans chapter number eight. And go down to verse number 35. Romans chapter eight, verse 35. Romans chapter 8, verse 35. I'm going to read verses 35 through 39. You may have heard this uh, familiar passage before in Romans chapter 8, verse 35 through 39. And I'm reading this from the New Living Translation. And it says this. Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death? As the scriptures say, for your sake, we are killed every day. We are being slaughtered like sheep. No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, Neither our fears for today, nor our worries about tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. And this morning, I simply want to talk to you about the love of God, the love of God. Let us pray. Father, thank you for your word this morning. I pray that you would order our steps and lead us and guide us and guide our words. Let this word be exactly what we need for today. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. Amen. I said this a few weeks ago, or maybe a couple weeks ago. I asked this question, have you ever been in a one-sided relationship where you felt like you loved the person more than they loved you? Y'all ever been in? Okay. All right. I see nobody's going to be honest today. It's going to be rough today. Have you ever been in a relationship where you felt like, I love him more than he loved me? I love her. I'm the only one really committed in this thing. Have you ever been in a one-sided relationship or or a one-sided friendship? You look at the text thread and it's like, I'm the only one sending messages. Hey, how are you doing? Hey, how's it going? I'm the only one sending calls to you. And you look back at the call log and you realize they ain't called me all year. I'm the only one reaching out to them. And if I don't reach out, I don't hear from them. 
<laughs> Have you ever been like that with the family relationships, so, with parents? And you feel like I'm the only one pouring out. I'm the only one in the relationship giving. Or for some of you who, be honest, you may have been the person on the other end. Like, oh, they just pouring out on me and I ain't gave them back a nothing. Nobody's being honest this morning, but that's okay. Have you ever been in a one-sided thing where you're the only one giving out love and not receiving any back? And I said this in parallel to our relationship with the Lord is that God started this way with us. The Bible tells us that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. While we were yet not thinking about him, while we were yet not concerned about loving him, while we were yet not concerned about serving him, while we were yet, even for some of us, in a place of all-out rebellion against God, it says, while we were yet sinners, enemies of God, Christ died for us. And he died for us because he showed his love for us. His love for us. And this is the thing. God was willing to take the risk to say, I'll go first in love. I'll go first in sacrifice by sending Christ. I'll go first in mercy. I'll go first in grace. I'll go first in pouring out everything I have to show you how much I care for you. The Bible says in John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That's the King James. I know we don't talk like that. That whosoever believeth in him. That's how I learned it when I was a child. That whosoever believeth him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. God so loved the world, was so moved by love in his heart that he sent Christ. The Bible is full of demonstrations and examples of God's love for us. The Bible even tells us that God is love. Not even that God likes to love and God, you know, love makes him feel warm inside. It says that God is love. And it goes on to tell us, it says, and and it goes on to tell us later on, it says, uh, I believe it's in James. He said, I know I've passed from death to life because I love the brethren. He was telling us, he said, I know that I have been rejuvenated and regenerated in my walk with Christ because I had love for you, a person that I didn't have love for before. Whether it was you, a spouse, whether it was you, a family member, whether it was a person that was an enemy, whether it was a person of a different shade or color. He says, I know, I know that I've been changed because I'm able to love you and sometimes you hard to love. I know I've changed because I'm able to love you and sometimes you make me want to say some things. You make me want to send some messages. You make me want to send some emails. I, I, know I, <laughs> I know I love you. I know God has done a work in my life because I love you. And this is the thing for all of our church, all of the members of the Rock Church. I know you love me because y'all put up with Pastor Corey, imperfect Pastor Corey. Sometimes don't got it all together, Pastor Corey. Sometimes don't have the right words to say. Sometimes make mistakes. Sometimes sin and have to repent. Sometimes I'm not perfect. You put up with me. I know you love me. I know there's some evidence in these chairs right here of those who have been rejuvenated. Because you love and the way I see you love one another and the way I see you forgive one another and the way I see you work with one another and the way I see you bear each other's burdens as the Bible says. I know there's some love in the house this morning. And this is our call. Even Jesus tells us, he says, the world's going to know you my disciple, not by how good you preach. The world is going to know you my disciples, not by how much money you give. 
The world is going to know you, my disciples, not by how good you dress on Sunday morning from 10 to 12. The, the world is going to know you, my disciple, not, 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 not by all these outward things. But he said, by how you love one another. That's going to be the evidence. Think about that. He's, Jesus tells us, he says, that's going to be the evidence that you are mine. It's because of your demonstrations of love toward one another. Of love. Of real love. And as there's the prophet, was it Tina Turner that said, what's love got to... Okay. The young saints, y'all don't know. If you're under 20, you don't know nothing about that, but I don't even know nothing about it, Lord Jesus. Some of the oldest, and y'all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> what's love got to do with it? And we know the answer is really everything. Everything. And here in our passage this morning, Romans chapter 8, Verse 35, it gives us some, Paul, the apostle, is giving us some details of the love of God. He starts in this in verse number 35. He says, can anything separate us from Christ's love? Can anything separate us from Christ's love? And he goes on to give examples. He said, does it, does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble, calamity, or, or persecuted, hungry, or destitute? in danger, or even threatened by death. And the Apostle Paul faced many of these things that he is writing about right here. He says, no matter where you find yourself, don't stop God's love for you. No matter where you find, even if you are on the highest mountain you can think of, things are going great in your life. Money is flowing, the job is well. You just got the promotion. You just got the house with the interest rates at seven. Okay, you just got the new place. You just got the. You just got out of debt. Things are going well. He says, "I love you just the same." But no matter, even if you're in the valley, man, where 2024 is already starting out crazy, and you like, my God. What is going on? And we're only two weeks into the year and already this. We're only two weeks into the year and already I have to deal with. We're only two weeks into the year and I already have to. Even if you find yourself in that type of situation, he says, my love for you is still great. My love for you is still on overflow. My love for you is still supernatural. And he tells him, he said, nothing can separate you. Nothing. I love how the psalmist, he says it like this. He says, where can I go from your presence? He says, if I make my bed in hell, you still right there with me, loving me. He said, if, if I go to the uttermost parts of the sea or of the earth, he says, you're right there with me. Where can I go that your hand does not guide me? Where can I go that your love is not with me? Where can I? He said, ain't no place on this earth you can go where the love of God is not for you, man. He says, nothing can separate. This is the thing. When we deal with our relationship with people, there's some things that might separate you from some people's love. They say, Lord, they, you know, they say the only person that really love you real for your mama, that's, that's the person that's going to, you know, love you through thick and thin, boy. Mama going to be with you. Some, but some folks outside of mama, they might kind of, there's some conditions on their love. Mama, you might be a criminal. Mama, I love that's my baby. I love him. <laughs> That's my, I got one amen. That's my baby. Mama be in, Lord Jesus. Mama be in the hay. Are you okay? Do you need anything? I love you. Mama, I got 27 in life and three life since I, you my baby though. I love you. Mama gonna love you no matter what. But some of them other folks, you go to jail for too long, they gonna stop visiting. I'm gonna come the first year. Nah, after that, ah, 
I don't know. I, I might not be able to make it any longer. They say that in this world, mama going to love you like that. But some people have conditions on their love. Some people have a limit to say, I'm going to love you this far. But if you do this, I'm going to stop loving you. If you do this, I'm no longer going to be for you. If you go that far, I'm going to have to withdraw my love. But God said, I'm not like that. He said, nothing will separate you from my love. And, and he tells us this and goes down to verse number 37. The apostle Paul tells us further about Christ's love. He says, despite all these things, he says, overwhelming victory. Ah, overwhelming victory is ours. Why? Through Christ who loved us. He says, I love you so much that I'll cause you to win. I love you so much that I'm pushing for you and pulling for you in every obstacle that you face, in every battle that you face, in every high place or every stumbling block that you face. He says, we actually have the victory through Christ. He says, if you, if you get a revelation of my love, you'll really start to walk in victory because you'll realize, wait a minute, I am not, I'm not operating trying to get victory. I already got it in Christ. We're now operating from a place, as we say, from victory. So everything I do, I'm a winner walking in. When I walk into the battle, it's already won. When I walk into the situation, it's already settled. When I walk into the conflict, it's already resolved. When I walk into the obstacles, that's already taken care of because of the love of Christ. And you would think he would say, you got victory because God is going to punch your enemies. You got victory because God, he will do that because the Bible says he'll fight our battles. You got victory because he's going to cause you to step on this and step on that. But he says, no, no, you got victory because I love you. You, you ah, Come on now. You got victory because I love you. You got victory because I'm for you. You got victory because my heart is after you. You got victory because I died to demonstrate my love for you. My love for you. We have victory because of his love. But let's keep working through the text. It says in verse 38, he says, I'm convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither fears for today nor worries about tomorrow. And not even, ah, not even the powers of hell itself can separate us from the love of God. Not even the powers of, he said, not even darkness. And listen, I don't know if you've ever been in a dark place. I don't know if you've ever been in a place where you said, Lord, this feels like the gates of hell. Hell has broken loose in my family. Hell has broken loose in my mind. Hell has broken loose in my bank account. There's a less zeros than it used to be. I don't know if you've ever been in a dark place, but he said, not even the powers of hell, not even the attempts of hell, not even the schemes of hell, not even the strategies of hell, not even the onslaughts of hell, not even the arrows of, he said, none of that separates you from my love. And this is what the enemy loves to do. Oh my goodness. Because you make one mistake and he starts talking. God don't love you because of that. God don't love you because of this. God don't love you. And this is the thing. See, this is the thing. Let me work this for a second. Because not only does the enemy try and convince us that God doesn't love us, but you get to a certain point. You say, I know he loves me, but this is what the enemy also does. He tries to convince you that God has walked away from you. That he's no longer with you. 
even in the valley. He tries to convince us, and what he does, this is what he does. And he tells you, even when you sin and when you mess up and you fall, he says, don't run back to God. He don't want you near him right now. Oh, come on. Y'all better hear that. When you fall when you feel, and you feel shame and you feel the guilt and you feel the, the enemy try to tell you, no, no, don't read your Bible. God don't want to hear you. He don't want to see you reading his word right now. You, you too sinful right now. You, you too shameful right now. He tries to tell you, stay away from God. Just stay away for a couple of days. Let him, let him get over being mad at you. Oh, y'all got to hear this. The, the enemy lies to us. And what I found, even when I feel like I'm the worst, I said, Lord, I done messed up. Lord, I done said this to my wife. I done whatever. That's the, you know what that's the time to do? That's the time to pick up your Bible. Right when you feel the shame, that's the time to pray. Right when you feel the guilt, that's the time to go right into the word. Right when you feel, right when you feel like you've made the biggest mistake in your life, that is the time to lean into his love. Do y'all hear what I'm saying this morning? That is the, because the enemy will say, stay away from him. The enemy thinks that God, we call God father and God calls himself father, Abba. The enemy wants to trick us and think he's like your natural father who was mad for three days because you dropped, you know, you, you spilled a cup of milk. And you, no, God is not like that. The Bible tells us about the prodigal son that when the father saw the son, he ran to him. He was stinking. He was smelling. The Bible tells us he was in the hog pen. The Bible tells us that he was out there living crazy, acting crazy. And when the father saw him, it was compassion in his heart. It was love in his heart. He was moved to say, this is my son. He was dead. And now he's alive again. And he ran to him on the road. And I want you to know, if you find yourself in places where you're like, I gotta, I gotta stay away. And this is what people do. They stop coming to church for a few weeks and I'm like, hey, what's going on? I haven't seen you. You know, I, you know what's going on? Oh, I was just, you was just in guilt and shame. You felt like this is a place you couldn't lift your hands. That's the time you need to lift your hands and worship when you feel like you are not worthy to do it. So the next time you find yourself and the enemy's bombarding your mind saying you did this, you did that, or you did it again, you said you weren't going to do it again, go right back to your word. Go right back in prayer. Repent and turn back to him because God says, I love you. It's not separating you from my love. And the enemy would love for you to run away from God when you need God the most. The enemy would love for you to turn your back on God when you need him the most. Because that's how he uses. That's one of the schemes of the enemy to make you run and say, I'm not worthy. But that is the moment as the apostle Paul shows us he says, no, that's the moment to lean into his love. Let's go down. That's the last verse of this. It says, no power in the sky, the sky above, or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus, our Lord. He lastly tells us, he says, Christ is a walking revelation of love. When Christ came to the earth, remember Jesus told him, he said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. The way Christ loved people, the way Christ healed people, the way Christ was moved with compassion towards those who were broken. He said, this is a picture of the Father. He says, the love of God is revealed through Christ. And as we read the Gospels, we see love in action. As we read the Gospels, we see love alive. 
as we read the Gospels, we see love moving from town to town, from city to city, from village to village. Jesus, a walking revelation of love. Even in times when he corrected people, even in times when he told the Pharisees, you brood of vipers, I'm about to do something to y'all. I don't know what it's going to be, but I'm going to get y'all. Even when he was fussing at those Pharisees or Sadducees or the religious leaders, he was still moving in love because he was able to speak the truth in love. We see Christ, a walking revelation of God's love. Come on, Dad. The love of God. That is all I want to share with you this morning. I believe this is what we needed to hear this morning. I believe that there are some of you here this morning that needed a reminder of how much God loves you, a reminder of how much God is for you, a reminder of how much God cares for you, a reminder how much Christ, he loves you. And not with the love that we've seen with, you know, some people who are kind of, thank you, Ms. Trudy, fickle. I like that word. Fickle, funny, phony. I just want to remind us as a church this morning, no, God, you love us. You love us. Simply, you love us. And we need that love. We need his love. We need the security of God's love to say, no matter where I'm at, I am loved. And for many of us, we may not have heard that growing up. We may not have heard it much from mama or daddy. We may not have heard it in past relationships. But I want to remind you, hear the voice of Christ today saying, I love you. You are mine. He told him, he said, in the word, he said, nothing can snatch you out of my hand. Because I love you. Whether you're old or young, I love you. Whether you are rich or poor, I love you. Whether you are saved or unsaved, I love you. He says, no matter where you are, whether you're in a broken season or a hurting season, I love you. Whether things are going amazing, I love you. No matter what your past has been, I love you. My love is strong for you. Strong for you. Father, we thank you this morning. 